fans, Flames fans, hockey fans, happy Friday. Welcome to Game Over Toronto. We have a head-to-head tonight, myself and Audie over on the left-hand side of the screen. And of course, the moderator of both of us and our referee, Rachel Dory. Welcome both of you. Yay. Hey, we don't like referees on SDPN. <laughs> no, Rachel, I don't exception. like referees either. <laughs> you can be like the morality referee. Uh, so Leafs beat the Flames in a... A white knuckler up to the very end somehow. It started off not being competitive, and then it was competitive, and then not competitive. It was four and then, one. And then, oh, yeah, thank you. Uh, it was bound to happen. Yes, uh, death taxes and the Leafs giving up a 4-1 lead, forcing overtime and then deciding to show up in overtime. So, obviously, we have Rachel here. We have Audie here. We're going to talk about the game on both sides of the puck. It's not just going to be Leafs tonight. It's going to be Flames, and I'm sure we'll talk about some other stuff as well. So... Ending we all expected, right? Max Domi getting his first goal in the shootout to win the game. <laughs> it's, it doesn't even count as a goal. That's the worst part. I know. I know. How does it register? It doesn't count as a goal for him, does it? No. It doesn't even count as a shot on net, which I think is like, okay, you don't want to count it as a goal, fine, but come on now. Like, count it as a shot on net. It was a nice shot, too. It was I was a sitting nice there shot. like, that was it, pretty. It was a nice shot. It was, actually looked almost exactly like the Sharon Govich shot. Yeah. Almost yeah. almost identical. So It was pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty. And, I mean, it got to the second round of the shootout, which is even more uncommon. Normally, the Leafs totally shit the bed in the first three, so they don't even get to four and five. So it was very nice to see the Leafs actually try and someone actually score, because last time, no one scored for the Leafs, and it was fucking devastating. So, yes, happy Friday. If you are just joining us, welcome to Game Over. Uh, please make sure you hit like and subscribe as we go through the game. We're going to talk about it, obviously, right from the beginning. So... On the leaf side, we have Jake McKay back in the lineup and John Klingberg being sat. Thank goodness. And somehow our minimum, our league min defenders and William Legacy are beating him out of the lineup. And rightfully so, because he has been shit this year so far. And even though he's not on the team, they still managed to give up four goals for the first time in franchise history in the first eight home games of the season, which just another game gross yeah just another i feel like we need to mention the fact that like three goaltenders went into the hall of fame tonight and had to watch whatever that was um <laughs> because like well henry lundquist is used to it because of the crap he saw when he played for the rangers and like by god did y'all see him tonight like Handsome. the sharpest dressed Handsome. man i oh. okay so a little bit of a funny story i was walking down the street today and i saw him walking I accidentally stepped into traffic because I was like, <laughs> like literally stepped into traffic because I saw him and like almost had a heart attack. Wow. So, I feel like, I feel like I would react the same way. Yeah. <laughs> like, Honestly, like I'm not even, that's not even a joke. I probably would. Henry. I mean, I mean yeah, like, did you see his hair too? Like, oh my God. But like, they had to watch that. Like, what was that? They're probably having, gonna have nightmares tonight. Like, I hope yeah, they all bet on the that over. That was tough. I hope. Uh, me too. Yeah. I think both of us, I, I mean, Audie, did you, did you think mm-hmm. Vladar was going to play better than he did? Because I thought Will was going to play better than he did. I, I put out a tweet in like the halfway point of the first period where I'm like, there's a good chance that we see Dustin Wolf tonight. I'm pretty sure he's supposed to play tomorrow against the Sens. There's some, some stuff going on there with Jacob Markstrom. And I'm like, uh are we gonna see wolf a little earlier than we all expected tonight and then uh i i should have tweeted out that uh 
that Shaq quote, the sorry, I wasn't familiar with your game because he <laughs> uh, he really kept the flames in it when uh, when when things were seemingly going wrong in the D zone all night up until the third period for the flames. But uh, yeah, all in all, like from from a Vladar standpoint, shaky, not the greatest. Um, not everything should be put on him. There was there's a lot of glaring holes that the Flames need to fix and need to address, or maybe they don't. I don't really know what the direction is from here. If it's, do you fix those holes and try to stay competitive? Or do you just, like I said to Rachel before we started, I can't wait to talk to you about which uh, which Flame is staying over in, uh, in Toronto and not making the trip to Ottawa because they made a trade. But um, yeah, he was he was good. And then he held his own as the game went on, started to look like he got a little bit more comfortable in the crease and... Yeah, it uh, it ended up being a pretty good game for me. Faced a heavy uh, a heavy workload tonight, and I think he he stood to the task as the game went on. I thought like you, there was a few times like after he gave up the fourth goal, he, like he was not good up and until that point. Like it was, I was yeah. kind of wondering. I was like, ah, uh, so Dustin Wolf, hello, oh. um, exactly. And then I thought he really settled in, and by settled in, I mean he started making saves. <laughs> he sort of looked like Tom Barrasso and Mike Vernon in the sense that like it was like he was playing in the 80s 80s style <laughs> goaltending like there was not a lot of um structure there uh I don't think like goaltending coaches um teach that nowadays but hey it worked for them so it worked for Vladar for the back half of the game tonight and I mean I think at the end of the day you're playing your backup and then obviously you're gonna have Dustin Wolf tomorrow I said this uh, on Game Over last night, but when your backup's playing, two things, right? Give the goalie the night off and give your team a chance to win. And you got a point tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, He kind of held them in there uh, after that and allowed Calgary to come back. And, I mean, at some point, like, you're going to score on the Leafs. I mean, they've given up four goals in every single home game this year. I'm just mashing the over on every single away team. Oh, yeah. Um, But I thought Vladar, like, it is job, right? Got them a mm-hmm. point, right? You go into tomorrow against Ottawa. Yeah, it's on a back-to-back, but at least now you're feeling confident in the fact that, like, you know Dustin Wolf's going to give you a good game, and you got a good game out of Ladar, so you got a chance to get three or four points. That's that's pretty good. Not to completely infiltrate this and be flame-centric, because we'll swing it back to the Leafs shortly. Yeah, but no, it's all good. A- another thing, too, is just, like, kind of what I mentioned before we really got heavy into Ladar was just how piss poor the flames were in their own end for the fir- through the first 40 minutes turnover after turnover sloppy play in the neutral zone two on ones the other way it was uh it was it was an ongoing it is an ongoing issue and one of the things that i've noticed at least is just how flat-footed the flames are on their own end it's just like the, the slightest bit of pressure and they just don't move their feet and and guys are able to get around them a couple really good chances from Nylander. I mean, obviously he scores two, but um, probably could have scored four or five just based on how he was, he was moving around and, and getting around guys in the ozone. And yeah, just a, just a, another day in the life here in Calgary, just <laughs> living the dream out here, covering this team and, and, and seeing what we see night in and night out. It's just there were a grand more old turnovers, time. Like there were more turnovers tonight than like a freaking bakery, honestly, like <laughs> ridiculous. Like, I mean, Calgary was, like, particularly horrendous. I was, like, cheap, like, whoa, what yeah. the heck? But, yeah. like, even Toronto, too. I'm, like, man, like, make a pass. Yes. Like, I didn't – I already went to the bakery once today. I did not <laughs> want to go to the bakery at 10 o'clock at night. 
I'm already, my diet is bad enough. It does. I don't need to be eating turnovers at 1030 at night. So just get it together, please. Like yeah, They're going to build a Cobbs in the, on the, on the concourse level of Scotiabank for sure. <laughs> um, especially because I mean, listen, at the beginning of the game, the Leafs for the first like 10 minutes looked, they had some really good opportunities. They looked real strong right out of the gate and they actually do score first, which was super nice. William Nylander right at the beginning on the power play, the only power play that the Leafs get for the whole freaking game, like with, it, two and a half minutes into the into the into the game, which I know I mean Leafs fans were excited when the Leafs score first, but this season it doesn't seem to matter because they either give up a goal within three minutes or a power play if th- within three minutes of scoring a goal, they allow a goal the other way within three minutes, or you know they get scored on. Like it's just it's one of those it's one of those options, and. It was, it was such a piss off to see Connor Zary score like five minutes later. I mean, I literally have it written down. I, I've started connecting arrows because things are happening so close together. And the, the first three things that I have in my book for the, for the first game or for the game is the Greer penalty, Leafs power play, Willie scores, Connor Zary scores, Kelly Yarncroak scores. Like that's my I first picture, three bullet points. I picture Lauren like with the wall behind her <laughs> yeah. and like, Connecting all the string lines yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Mika just walks in and and you're just like, just like panting. Like, do you see what <laughs> Look we at the wall? Do you Look see this? Meanwhile, I'm holding this string up here because my cat's trying to climb up me and That's eat right. it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a totally stable human being. Absolutely. Um, the Leafs definitely looked, it's funny. It The game completely swung it like 180 degrees for me. The beginning of the game, the Leafs were really good and the Flames were getting caved in. And then as the game went on, the Leafs did the Leaf thing and it was 4-1. And the Flames did the Flame thing too, which is Cardiac coast, coast, flames. coast. Yeah, coast, coast, coast. And then you get to the third period, they're like, "Holy shit, we 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 play a hockey game tonight. We better we better strap up the <laughs> strap up the laces and and grip the stick a little tighter and actually try here." And they yeah. make it interesting. And then, of course, I'm sitting here with my heart going like this nonstop, going into a shootout and all that. But yeah, it's uh, it was a very flamesy game. It was, it was a very leaf game too. I feel like it was yeah. kind of meld together <laughs> yeah. very well watching both of those teams. Like. I look at it and it's like, okay, there were two young players that like stood out. Connor Zary is, I love how patient he is with the puck. Um, he has a very mature game for somebody who looks like he's 12. Um, <laughs> and and then like on the flip side, I mean, Matthew Nyes and Nick Robertson. I, Nick Robertson, I feel like he breaks a goalie every time he shoots the puck like it I feel like his shot kind of surprises them for whatever reason but I thought both of them tonight uh, were particularly good but Connor Zary I mean the Flames have and I always thought this and I, I like how patient they were with him they have a really really good one in Connor Zary similar to kind of what the Leafs have in Matthew Nyes like I think it's it's sort of like this is an impact top six player for the Calgary Flames for a long long time yeah and it's a it's a shame that early on in in his pro career he faced as much injury adversity as he did because I think that this kid could have had uh, an impact sooner but you know to your point about uh you know waiting and letting him marinate on a good team in the AHL the Wranglers have been uh have, have been good for obviously last year they were they were incredible um but letting him marinate a little bit and now it's nice to see a coach who is willing to not only, uh, you know, suggest those call-ups and then actually play 
uh, play the youth because good things are happening for the Flames with these. With, it, good things are happening for the Flames by playing the youth, but also the only good things for the Flames right now is the youth. It's <laughs> the it's, youth. It's, it's yeah. It's the Pospisil show. It's the Connor Zary show. Peltier, I know damn well would have had an impact had he not got hurt. Uh, Matt Coronado played well. I know he's down in the AHL right now, kind of finding his game again. But uh, yeah, the youth movement in Calgary is really, uh, it's a really welcome thing right now. Uh, just seeing what they had last year and what they pissed away. Um, but yeah, the, it's it's nice. It's nice to see it. For sure. And quite, it, quite it, happy. It's funny that you talk about his injuries because, I mean, Nick Robertson, we've all believed in Leafs land that, yeah. like, if he didn't, he's had, like, three season-ending injuries, like, year after year after year. He breaks his arm, then he breaks his leg, and then he has to have shoulder surgery. Like, it's wild to me that he's now, like, 21 years old and is only now getting, like, regular reps on the Leafs without real warning and he's now granted he looks better than he ever has he's playing better he's skating better he's making better passing decisions the goal that he had the other day on the domies pass was like oh my god like if you can put up 20 of those a season like maybe you'll never be the same player as jason robertson that's fine but if we can just get a player like nick robertson is turning into it's gonna be great matthew nice has looked really good he had an okay game today he got no, he didn't get lit up. Bertuzzi got lit up by Zadorov later in the Oof. game. Like nice open eyes kick by Zadorov. I want to talk about. Yeah, that. yeah, we'll get there. About we'll that. get there. Yeah. We'll get there. But like I have Matthew, some takes. yes, and Matthew Nyes has <laughs> looked great basically anywhere he's played on the lineup. Now Fraser Minton's back in the can on the Kamloops Blazers, and and Easton Cowan is lighting it up in London. Like he looks ridiculous. Ridiculous. So like two points. He's so a game. gross. Oh, it's so good, and he's small, and he's like pissy and amazing and i can't i can't wait he actually reminds me somebody who isn't like he they they're an nhl scout but they scout the ohl Mm -hmm. said that easton cowan reminds them of brad martian and i was like oh dear god that's not good i know and (laughs) for everybody else it'll be terrible (laughs) exactly but what you were saying about nick robertson is totally right i think the one big thing i've noticed with robertson is he doesn't skate like a bowling ball anymore. Yes. Um, or which like is he's going falling to less... over. He looks like a exactly. cartoon player, like running in one spot. Like um, the the Roadrunner in, yes. in Looney Tunes. Yes. Yeah, so he doesn't skate like that anymore. And then like the Leafs' bottom six, until they called Robertson up, was unplayable. Atrocious. Like absolutely horrendous. Yeah. It was driving me nuts. And then they, they call Robertson up and they move Domi to center. And when you move Domi to center, that forces him to be more involved in the play. Yep. He also can't, wait as long there's not enough time for you to kind of wait and chill and this and that he's got to make quick decisions he can't overthink plays and the second that happened that third line looks way better so now the Leafs have three lines they can play which is obviously way better than two lines and maybe they can stop running their star players into the ground but I mean you need some offense and so like maybe Max Domi getting a shootout goal kind of helps lift him I've liked Dick Robertson's game. I thought that 34 and 16 were uh, literally invisible tonight. Like, could not tell me that they, they looked like that. they looked like Jonathan Huberto tonight. As Armand, yes, they did. So, RIP so my fantasy team. So, so as Armand so graciously points out in the chat, if anybody noticed him, but yeah, you're you're right. They 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 were non-factors. Um, you could go on and on about the Flames who are non-factors too, but yeah. 
We, we don't also have the cadre penalty that. was extremely. I was literally not a penalty. Get, uh, that yeah. was my next point. So that's where I was getting to. Cadre to the box after being like after <laughs> ragdolled by William Legison, yeah. low key, like actually ragdolled and slammed to the ground, and then Cadre goes away. Actually, as he was skating to the box, I was like, why is Cadre going to the box? And he's <laughs> not even on my team I anymore. Thought- I thought he was like beaked off or something. I thought he like ran his mouth and said something that he probably yeah. shouldn't have said. And they I'm both like, where's the penalty? The bo- they both end up in the box without like with with like a penalty, but not like an advancement penalty or a, a man advantage yeah. penalty. Yeah, it was an offset. But... And 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 if we're being really honest here, Kadri ended up in the box for something that was absolutely not a penalty. Like that was a call that nobody else gets. That is a Nazem Kadri yes. call. Yep. And the thing is, is like the puck was loose. So he had every it right was. to be there. That play shouldn't have been blown dead. It's not a slash. And he got ragdolled and somehow we're playing five on five. I was just like, <laughs> what are we doing here? But then I remembered that like last night, Adam Fantilli got a penalty for like telling the ref that he shouldn't call a penalty on the opponent because he didn't actually get high stick. And I was just like, you're right. What's with the penalties? Like, Jay Woodcroft, okay? We're not even, this isn't even involving the Oilers. Why was Jay Woodcroft? We're going to talk about the Oilers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just, just that, (laughs) that penalty specifically, that penalty specifically, like, completely answerless. There was no discernible reason as to why that happened. And it seems like those penalties are happening more and more, which is weird because, it was one of the last penalties called in the game was this like mystery penalty against Kadri. Yeah. <laughs> they just like call that penalty and they were like, okay, so we got our Kadri penalty and no more whistles for the night. It's the, it's the Nazem Kadri effect. And it's also the lingering Dennis Weidman effect. <laughs> still haunting, still haunting the flames to this day. Honestly, I, I feel like there might still be a bit of a vendetta out about the whole Dennis Weidman thing. Maybe as a bad as bit. that sounds. I don't know. But then the Leafs end up actually taking another penalty to close out the second period. Jake McCabe for a roughing penalty. Again, Lagason and Kadri. I don't, it was, it was, they had a couple run in this game, interestingly enough. William Lagason, who again is a, a player that I don't think any Leaf fans were really expecting to play more than maybe half a dozen games this whole season, barring bad injury, has been like, like, strangely and unnervingly (laughs) suitable for our team like he it's bewildering that i mean it's it's john klingberg but it's bewildering (laughs) that someone that's literally making leagueman is a more reliable and a less hold your breathy player than john klingberg has been and yeah man when i watch john klingberg this is how i feel yes this is how i feel oh they can't see it pull it over they can't see it you're 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 cut off this is yes, how I feel. Correct. Okay. This, this is, is me. This is fine. Watching um the Leafs in the defensive zone act. But specifically <laughs> John Klingberg. Yeah. Did, did what did what Kate as a Flames someone who spends the majority of his time watching and covering the Flames and sure. ignoring the uh the the blue out east. Um what did Leaf fans ex- think they were getting? From out of John Klingberg when when he came over is this is this surprising to you guys? No, like, so so the so the, like I, like like like, like object like uh, on my end, 
I'm not surprised. Like, I'm, I'm really not surprised to right. see this. Now, having said that, you have you played in the same conference as him for a long time. That's true. This right? is also like, true. Like, we didn't see, we see him, we He's saw him like a couple times a year. sheltered out in the year. West. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Just like Cody Cece, the Edmonton Oilers thought Cody Cece was good because he was in the East. Um, yeah, I, when Klingberg was signed, um, we knew that there was going to be a defensive downswing on that. The the other side of that is we were expecting or just no more, defense at all. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say or I was thereof. expecting zero defense. But at least there was supposed to be like advertised <laughs> offensive upswing, and that has simply not existed in the latter half of the beginning of the season. The latter half of the beginning of the season. Did you hear this? Like the <laughs> latter half of the beginning. Of the, we're 13, 14 games in, and he hasn't scored a point in eight games. Like, not only are you a defensive like black hole you're a defensive liability and you got sweet shit all on the offensive side so please have a seat and let william legison go ragdoll someone else i'm sorry i don't i honestly i was so i didn't see the game against the sens the other night because i decided i was going to take my mother out for a very nice dinner that's a great idea and (laughs) i it turns out that that was a really swell choice yes so we were doing i was on my podcast and mike was like did you see ottawa's second goal did you see john Clifford? i was like no mike made me watch the video i nearly had a stroke yeah watching this guy and like I remember when John Klingberg signed, I was like, okay, offensively, like, I like what he brings to the table. Remember, this guy used to be one of the best defensemen yep. in the league. He was in the Norris conversation, wasn't like, wasn't long ago four either. years ago. Yeah. But I was like, listen, he played the most minutes on the Anaheim Ducks, who were the worst defensive team in the league last year. So if you're expecting defense of any kind, I, I don't, like, I have a bridge to sell you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but even I was like, okay, I think he's at least like an NHL defenseman. Right. And uh mm. Mm. No. are we sure are you are you sure about that, John Cena? Yes. <laughs> like exactly. So maybe um it should have been Matt Dumba, but uh, Oh man, that's that's don't even he's actually going. he's just actually pull been the string out of my too. chest and just smash it against my soul. But don't worry, Audie, to answer your question, um the Leafs are a hundred percent trading for one of Zadorov or Tanev. It's happening uh it just is it's, uh, it is. old el paso <laughs> meme why not both <laughs> uh, that's what i said we can't afford to give up both that's why what if it what if you dump klingberg and and the flames eat half yeah you want klingberg and then you pay and then you pay out the ass for it <laughs> who takes the other half of that like yeah. you want me to retain you want me to no, retain I'm not on saying, Klingberg? Oh, you no, want to involve the flames someone else? Retain, no, the Flames retain on Tanev and... and oh, and, I see. Oh. Yeah, no, no. Flames do the retaining and the Leafs pay a premium for it. Or maybe okay, not. So- <laughs> maybe not. Because you're dumping... Because I don't know. I, I suck. No. then you have John Klingberg. You're I'm not so good defensively. Why are you volunteering yourself? Like, let's make this Edmonton's problem. Can we do that? I think we can agree on that. Oh, my God. That would be so fun. It would be. It would no, be. But they don't the, need well, any like, more I mean, Toronto goals. dumped Jack Campbell on Edmonton. Like, no, John Klingberg there, him. too. We gifted him. We went, you Santa, know what? yes. Here you go. <laughs> you want all of our old players, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, do we have a golden and we've turned, puppy for you. Merry Christmas. Leon, we've turned Leon Dreisaitl into the Grinch. <laughs> I know. It's true. That Bro hates so his bad. life out there. It's true. Anyway, this is not uh, – I don't want to get too – I know. We're, like, we're if, falling Zach, down If Zach spiral. Wheel is watching right now, then he's uh, he's he's already cried enough from last night. But um, 
the yeah. Oilers. No, I can see the Leafs going after both Zadorov and Tanev. Though. That's what I'm well, saying. I think yeah. I think that that's the move if you're the Leafs. If you if you, like make a big splash, bring I'm, them both well, in. I'm not that lucky, guys. I hate to tell you that <laughs> we're not that lucky. And I don't think I don't think Flames manager would be willing to make the kind of trade with Brad Living, the person they just walked out the door. Yeah, but I think Craig Conroy and Brad Living have a better relationship than than most yep. people are giving them credit for. That's true. I've seen I've seen people talking about that like, oh, you know, it was an it was an ugly breakup, blah blah blah. Like I really like I have no inside info at all. I really don't think that's the case whatsoever. There was there was talk around the offseason here in Calgary that Brad was going to just take the year off. Like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't even it was just like a, you know what? Maybe I just reassess, figure things out. Things didn't go my way. He was kind of at liberty of what direction ownership wanted to go in and it wasn't really ugly it was just kind of like okay it just kind of happened right but i mean I, I think there's a lot of mutual respect there between bradshaw living and craig conroy conroy is a guy that that tree mentored and brought up with him through the ranks in calgary i really don't think there's any ill will there i don't think there's well, any I, bad I blood yeah. yeah like i think if there was like a acrimonious relationship i'm I'm with audie like i think a like people are blowing it out of proportion because like when everything was happening with Chris Snow, mm-hmm. like Bradbury living That's left true. the team that employs yep. him to go be like that front office for an extended really, period of time. Yeah. Like really tight knit. And tight-knit. I also like Bradbury living is one of the only people specifically like GM level that I don't think I've heard anyone in hockey say a bad word about. Like everyone just says he's like a super nice guy and like, easy going easy to get along with works well with everyone he was the mentor to craig conroy so like maybe it's being a little bit overblown and the thing about like if you look at um the former gm in toronto like gms like familiarity right so they like mm-hmm. to trade with certain gms and 100%. if bradry living and craig conroy have that familiarity of, of working together because they were in the front office like i could see that panning out um at the same time though if you're Calgary, you really have to sort out what you're going to do. And if you're Toronto, you need to sort out what you're going to do too because uh, 88's going to be commanding a whack ton of money. Uh, An egregious it, amount of money. It, oh, it's going to be amazing when he scores 100 points, gets an $11 million <laughs> contract, and then goes right back to scoring 75. It's going to uh. be fantastic. And all of the, the Uncles Union of Ontario is going to just <laughs> be super happy about it. The uncles. Yeah, yeah. The UUO. The U2O. Oh, man. On that, on that note, let's do an ad read before we get carried away and fall down the rabbit hole. The NHL season is heating up, and there has never been a better time to get in on the action. Whether you're looking to hammer an Austin Matthews anytime goal or ride the puck line with the Montreal Canadiens, our partners at Sign Up Expert want to make sure you are ready to sweat your bets with one of the best. Sign Up Expert is hooking up our listeners with one of the newest sports books available in Canada, Betano. Betano is home to one of the best odds when it comes to betting on the NHL and offers unique markets including virtual soccer and basketball. All you have to do to get started is scan the QR code. Where is it? right over here on your screen or click the link in the description to register and place that first bet if you are if you thought the 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 vancouver canucks have been the best surprise of the season so far wait until you try batano 
don't walk, run to check out Batana today. Scan that QR code or hit the link in the description to get started and start sweating your bets with the best. Always remember to bet responsibly and within your means. Viewers must be 19 plus to sign up for Batano. So, second half of the game where the pendulum swings into the second period. William Nylander gets a shorthanded goal, which is the first of the Leafs season, which was very nice, followed up by another goal by John Tavares. And then, of course, what happens... 47 seconds later is they allow a goal. And of course the floodgates open Zadoras, the Zadorov scores. And it was a very, very, very bad screen by Morgan Riley and a very nice shot from Nikita Zadorov. Yeah. That's a noted goal scorer who scored 14 goals for the flames last year. Nikita Zadorov known sniper Nikita <laughs> Zadorov to, uh, to everybody watching. Um, <laughs> But to take Audie's it back, he's just trying to like drum up. The yeah, first yeah, he's like talking. I'm, not only I'm, does I'm he literally score goals, just trying to increase their. Yeah, like was that not the best audition ever for Nikita Zadorov tonight? It really <laughs> was. Somebody put that on a tape and. I can't wait for in. him and Bertuzzi to be teammates. It's gonna be awesome. Oh my god! Stop <laughs> um, it. But taking you back to that goal from a Flames perspective, the 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 shorthanded two on one, blown. Uh, where where's my note? It was uh, an air. It was. Anderson, another flat-footed in the D zone. Sharon Govich and Anderson. Anderson literally takes a stick and just tries to whack at the. He's standing yeah. still. It was. It's, it's like when your controller disconnects playing NHL 24. <laughs> you just stand there and you're like this, yeah. and you wait till you plug your controller back in, and then right when you do, you take a whack at the puck. That was that was Rasmus Anderson on that play, and honestly, and like I, the. The pairing of Anderson Tanev tonight, I thought, really struggled. Mm -hmm. Like, I would agree. Even strength. And then on the power play, like Rasmus Anderson, I was like, hello, uh, you're not supposed to pass to the to the team in blue. Pass <laughs> to the team in white. What are you doing? Turnovers just, for days. Oh my God. That guy's head baker. Head baker tonight. Yeah. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Just I was honestly He's franchising the Cobbs at Scotiabank <laughs> He's Arena. franchising the Cobbs at the Scotiabank <laughs> Arena. But you like you look at it and it was just I felt like it kind of summed up the game. Rasmus Anderson was kind of like a microcosm of the game in that mm -hmm. it was sloppy, the hot mess express, but wildly entertaining. It was. That was like that was the full kit and caboodle in one player. Right. And so you I mean you look at that and it's like, okay, if that's like your your top defenseman that's sort of going to be how your night goes. And you can't really expect a whole lot. But if I'm Ryan Huska, like I'm pulling him in for video tomorrow and being like, hey, hey so no more of that. I don't know what that was, but it's going to stop. And if I'm Calgary, their power play um, setup break-in situation is too stagnant. It reminds oh, me a 100%. lot of the Leafs last year where like I literally wanted to throw things at the television or like when I was at the game, actually like scream because I if I can read it from like ten rows up, the guys on the ice making five million dollars can read it too. Like it it cannot be that stagnant. You have good skaters. You need to I don't know do the thing you're supposed to do in hockey and s skate with those knife shoes, guys. Like mm -hmm. move your feet. And I thought honestly, like the only guy that did that was. Jonathan Huberto on the power play, which was interesting. Yeah, I'd say I'd say him and Zari were the two who yep. maybe rode the bus a little or drove the bus a little bit uh, on the power play tonight. But taking it back to last season too for the Flames, when when the Kirk Muller power play was a thing, and 
We all know how great that power play was. Um, <laughs> it started out great this not great. It started out like like when we saw it, we're like, okay, Mark Savard, let let let's let this guy cook a little bit. But it's still that kind of just lethargic, not really moving the puck, not really skate. Like their their setup when they get in the zone is slightly better. Um, but it's this it's almost the same bullshit, just a different look. And it's frustrating as, as hell. As somebody who watches the Leafs and the Flame, and honestly, I watch too much hockey for my own mental health. Um, it's the players. The yeah. Leafs have had like 17 coaches for various things, and they can't start on time. And the big four refuse to get involved in anything and no amount of coaching is going to fix that. And I feel like with Mark Savard, who like, I mean, we're all old enough to have seen Mark Savard play. Mm -hmm. We all know the type of player Mark Savard was. That is absolutely not a chance, the power play that he drew up. And so like, I, I, I have to, I kind of wonder if they have a little bit of leafiness in them in the sense that like, you can't change the leopard spots and maybe they're just super stagnant and they don't do a ton. Like, I know when Kadri played in Toronto and in Colorado, like, he didn't really have to do a ton on the power play because it was left to, like, the other guys. So he didn't really have to move his feet. I don't know what the heck Rasmus Anderson was doing tonight. I feel like he's usually a little bit better than that. But I I just, it felt really stagnant. And like Audie said, like, it, it felt like more of the same. And so I, I kind of wonder if a personnel change like when you bring up Matthew Coronado, can I see a power play of like the children? I just want to see the kids. Just give me the, the children and Jonathan Huberto or something like that. Because like at least you know you're gonna get max effort. You know they're probably gonna listen to you. Can, can I can I sorry to interrupt you? Yeah, uh, go. We have, we have a breaking news tweet from Kevin Weeks. Um, I confirmed that it is in fact Kevin Weeks. Uh, fresh off of a goal and a big hit tonight against the Maple Leafs, I'm told that Nikita Zadorov, through his agent Dan Milstein, has requested a trade. It, it, he's literally staying in Toronto. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not leaving Toronto. He's literally staying in Toronto. Excuse me while I go and tweet that. What? The, okay, first and foremost, wow. Lauren, have you ever had breaking news on Game Over? No. This is a first. Not that I'm aware. This is of. a first. Yeah. Um. Hey, sorry, I did. Rachel, but I did not, not mean to interrupt specific. you. Not to not to to completely take away from your point, but I think that's interesting. Pretty <laughs> substantial. Like uh, uh, this better be in the show notes that uh, we broke a uh, a news piece on the show live. Um, pretty substantial stuff, and 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 that's. That's a guy who loves Calgary too. He loves being in Calgary. He enjoys the city. I know he likes the team, but I think he likes probably direction and actual. Uh, uh, Rachel, you look so winning. Pleased. Yeah, what's what's going on here? Did, I did, need what to do know. You know that we don't. Words need to happen. I'm honestly processing the fact that we were like, we're going to talk about Nikita Zadorov because I have a sneaking <laughs> suspicion that he might get left in Toronto with his hockey bag tonight, and then Kevin Weeks just comes in and is like. Kevin Weeks is like keep an should eye I, on. I should text. Um, I should text my people at Milstein's agency and be like, "So the Leafs, like you should. You uh, could. Let's break. The, okay, maybe, okay. Maybe he heard they're going to let's Sweden. Break, and he was like, let's I gotta break get this, in on that. Let's break this trade tonight. All right. Okay. We're just gonna stay live until message. it happens. Rachel, Rachel I will, is I will on, Rachel on, on people. I have no oh. connections. 
Okay, so here's a question. Uh-oh. Okay. So Nikita Zadorov, because now we <laughs> basically have to talk about Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to completely pivot from what we were talking about. Yes, you about, did, don't But lie. it was it's substantial. <laughs> we it were going to talk about Zadorov anyway. It's okay. Right. Well, we, we were talking about how he's a sniper. He fucking dropped Bertuzzi and then stood there and was like, yo, what you gonna do? And like David Camp came over and like, okay, Ryan Reeves was obviously stapled to the bench because he was minus two in four minutes of ice time. But, he like, worked a mean gate tonight though. Can I oh, work? Yeah. Can opened I, a mean gate. Can but, I work that into the Zadorov trade? <laughs> <laughs> but this is exactly like Nikita Zadorov is exactly what the Leafs need. They need someone who is going to absolutely wreck someone's night and be like, hey, so uh, what are you going to do about it? Like, yeah. you're not going to do anything. You're not going to do shit. And I, that's, they need some of that, like, piss and vinegar, snot, pizzazz, whatever adjective you want to use. That is exactly what they need. Like, somebody who's just going to be, like, Throwing some elbows, honestly. Like, I wouldn't mind if the Leafs had a piece of shit on their team. I really wouldn't. <laughs> and and the best thing about it, the best thing about it, too, for acquiring him for the Leafs, this guy who plays like 17 to 20 minutes a night-ish on average, um, mostly this defensively sound-ish, can score. Like, I think this would be like a perfect marriage between the Flames and the Leafs to try to try to substantiate a deal uh for Nikita Zadorov. I mean, listen, I don't think that there's been a Leaf player that has success at least defenseman that has successfully laid an open ice hit since Jake Muzzin played <laughs> like two years ago. I think Rasmus Sandin <laughs> will have like one a season, like one absurd and like how did that happen? Because he's like don't he's uh, okay, he's a large person. He's like six foot. <laughs> In, like, 180 yeah. pounds. I didn't realize how large Nikita Zadorov was until camp skated by him. And Yo, David Camp is, like, 6'4". And I was like, oh, you're like a, like a, you're like the mountain in Game of Thrones. That's what it looked like. <laughs> and so it's not often now that we get to see, like, a good full truck, like, open ice hit like that. And even though it was against my team, and obviously I don't want... Tyler Bertuzzi getting hurt because he's finally playing well and on a line that he's having some form of success on. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit, was that a hit? <laughs> the Leafs have a problem with that. Yes. The, like, and this is just something I noticed. Like, I don't watch. Okay, I watch. It's enough not a Leaf threat. Games. It's not. There's no threat of anything like that happening. Maybe if you go Every into a team... corner, someone might peg you a little bit. And like, like maybe McCabe, yeah. maybe John Klingberg yeah. every now and then. Austin Matthews has quietly started like smashing people, but we mm-hmm. haven't. William Nylander elbowed somebody in the head tonight. I was yep. like, sorry. And what? he yanked someone down the other day too. <laughs> William Nylander this year, ha- well, he's always been very good in terms of like stick checking and like stick lifts and poke checks. Like that one, that one takeaway, the breakaway goal where oh. he almost scored was like, holy holy poke check it was beautiful but anyway getting back to Zadorov, like there's not many players like that that can actually really successfully land a hit that reminds me of like pk suban taking down brad marchand and that hit tonight it was totally clean as a whistle and just what a hit oh my god he does oh, it a textbook. lot he does it a lot like the more flames if you watch flames games back he lays the body out at right times too he doesn't really like okay every now and then he'll you know, everybody makes a mistake and takes themselves out of the play, but he's not throwing hits and putting his team at a disadvantage by right. taking himself out of the play, causing an odd man rush, getting suspended. to make the hit at the wrong time. That too. 
Um, and the Leafs have a really big problem with any slight bit of physicality which they encounter yep. and just rolling over. Yep. Just okay, so rolling like, over. See the Florida series last year. It, exactly. Somebody yeah. like Nikita Zadorov, and people are like, "Well, I don't know if he fits the Leafs defensively. Is he good enough? Have you seen the Leafs <laughs> defensively this year? He's better like, than some guy." Doing? And to and to and to bring it back to the to the boss, he he's a true living guy. And like you said, right. Rachel, like GMs have their guys. Zadorov is is oh. is Brad's guy. Zadorov is a hundred percent Brad's guy. Free agent signing. They they I know yeah. he was excited when he came in. Um, I think that he I likes think Brad a lot. He he does he does. Yeah. I know he respects I, Brad. Um, this yeah. this might this might actually become something real. I feel like he's like Nikita we were just Zadorov throwing. Will end up um if let's say hypothetically speaking, if Nikita Zadorov ends up in Toronto. He is going to be a fan favorite, like, game friggin' two. Because he is going to truck somebody and all of the... Because the thing about Toronto, and I, I feel like a lot of people have a misconception about Toronto. And you kind of saw it with the William Nylander TTC thing. Because everyone was like, oh my god, I love William. Like, what the heck? He <laughs> rode the TTC. The thing about Toronto is the rink is full of suits and, like, Bay Street people. But the actual city is full of blue collar workers there's a ton of blue collar workers yep. and a guy like nikita zadorov is literally the u2o's poster boy like he's a lunch he pill guy uncle's union of ontario type dude yeah. and the second like game two, he's gonna come in and absolutely <laughs> truck somebody and all the fans are gonna be like that's my guy the jerseys are going to fly off the shelves. He is going to beat the crap out of somebody if they even breathe on one of the Leafs' top four guys. And that's exactly what the Leafs need, quite frankly. He says like, all the right things, too. Oh, yeah. Like, like fans are going to love. Bad. Like, we're already we're already willing this into existence. It's happening. He's going to Toronto. Should I pull the um, sewing machine out? I got some spare hockey numbers and a, and a blank do it, jersey. Do it. Put it. Put Get it on it. any one of those kind of ugly jerseys behind you wow um, I i'm just kidding when i thing. when i have when you I have own this, one you're full of lies you own one you're full of lies you sit on yeah, a throne and of it's, lies it's yes. rotting. <laughs> oh this, I, I, that, that, so that reminds, rails. it's okay this is this is exactly how i wanted this show to go andrew wanted we're hitting on every, this is what you get this is what <laughs> you get um but back to nikita zadorov like leaf fans rachel you're you're, you're bang on if and when this happens, <laughs> Leaf fans are going to embrace the shit out of Nikita Zadorov. He's such a such a like a fan guy. Like like what's the word I'm looking for? Just just a lovable big oaf uh, on the blue line. Throws the body around and yeah. is is probably what the Leafs could use right now. You know I was what? Say, so everything the Leafs need <laughs> exactly exactly everything. Well, all of the all of the good things that. Ryan Reeves was supposed to bring to the Leafs. Truculence, right? A little bit of snot, a little bit of open ice hittage, a little bit of more snarl, someone that was loved by the city. And that would be, if someone could actually come in and like live up to said standards and actually fulfill those things for more than two games and five minutes a night, that would be great. Because the thing is, is we don't have a lot of guys like that, that Jake Muzzin hasn't played a game for the Leafs in close to two years now. And people yeah. are still like, ready to raise a banner to the roof and he never won a damn thing here but he 
it's the way that he plays. It's a, it's a solid defenseman that's going to make good choices, maybe on occasion give up a goal, whatever, but like give a shit and give a hit every game and like go and get into the grit and not be worried about like, oh, I'm small. It would be nice to have are, someone that's yeah. over six foot six on the Leafs defense again. It would be very nice. There's well, uh, it, be careful what you wish for because next thing you know they're gonna be training for Tyler Myers and trust me, you do not want chaos giraffe on the Leafs. You don't want it, okay? I had to work chaos. for that. We got team, rid of the giraffe. I had last to watch year. that. We got rid of the draft last year. We traded him to the New York Islanders and then you signed like a seven year deal. Yeah. So I mean, like with Nikita Zadorov, I I like that sort of proof of concept right because if you look at it right ryan reeves was supposed to be that david clarkson was supposed to be that uh like the list goes on and on and like there's a reason that when wendell clark steps foot in the building that like people kiss his shoes yep and bow down and it's not because he won anything and it's not because like he scored 10 points in a game or was the greatest leap of all time it was because you knew that he was going to literally bleed for the hockey club. Yep. And he was going to come out there and beat the shit out of you and then score too, right? And maybe Nikita Zadorov doesn't do like the scoring part as well as Wendell Clark did. But if he goes out there and is like the first guy that actually beats the snot out of somebody and is a useful hockey player, he's going to be beloved because it's been so long since the city has had somebody like that to latch on to. And it's like, okay, like the last guy I can think of who was really good that did that was Gary Roberts. And Gary Roberts played for the Toronto Maple Leafs when I was five. <laughs> I'm going to be 30 soon. Like, <laughs> okay, it's been a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My last thing on Zadorov too, from a flame standpoint is this is such a good opportunity to sell high right now too. What a, what an audition if the trade partner is Toronto. Like, look at what this man did to you tonight. And all I'm going to say is, like, the opportunity to, to maximize what you can get in return for a guy, it's right now. And, you know, uh, one last thing, too. All the best to him if it, if it is sooner than we think. Uh, guy was a hell of a hell of a flame. And I know he was beloved. I'm, I'm reading some of the tweets right now. Uh, lots of people upset that this that it's come to this, but kind of understanding. Um, but all the best to him because he's a, he's a heart and soul guy, and uh, he says and does all the right things, and and people just like him. And this is after too. He's had you know he kind of went through the ringer a little bit when he was with the Blackhawks, and uh, prior to coming to Calgary. And you know, I remember a lot of people were like, Ooh, "Really, Nikita Zadorov? Like this guy? Like what what's he gonna do?" And then he. He won fans' hearts over, which is exactly what you said, Rachel. So the other the other team I could see um being the case just because obviously I know the organization is Vancouver. One, Dan Milstein is basically an assistant GM for that organization. <laughs> and two, like it's not exactly a secret that they could use some help on the right side of their defense. Mm -hmm. Um, it is not fantastic unless if you haven't been paying attention. Um, so I think that that's a situation um that could play itself out. I think those are two likely destinations. Do I think that the team out West is in a position where they should be selling off assets to, to do anything? No, I do not. Whereas the team further East is very clearly in a contending window. And like, 
that window is open and you that you are selling the farm like that is the situation right now and so i think that those are probably the two most likely destinations i just wouldn't be surprised if zadorov ended up in vancouver just because i know that there's interest there um and that there's a, an established relationship there i mean kuzmenko's there mikhaev's there like i think he has four clients on the team um it's funny you mentioned that Rick Dollywall replying to Kevin Weeks's tweet uh, four minutes ago saying the Canucks will be a big player for Zadorov. There's another. You know, it's it's almost like I might have researched Go. this when I was employed like <laughs> a year ago. Could be. Yeah, that's it could be. I don't know. I don't yeah, know like, I though. Can... Maybe not. I mean, hey. I don't know. Like, I could probably pinpoint who they're gonna give up, but yeah, like I think those are gonna be the two big players. I think it it makes some sense for both of them because there's a clear need. Um, for different aspects of of what those teams need, right? And so and that does make some sense. Um, I just I I'm with Audi there though. Like the if you're selling high, like what does the price look like? Yeah. Because neither team really has a ton of prospects to give up. Like Toronto's not giving up Easton Cowan or no. Toby Niemela for Nikita Zadorov. If they're giving up those prospects, you're getting like a top two defenseman type of situation, and that isn't what Nikita Zadorov is. But I do think that there is a trade to be made, especially given the familiarity between Tree Living and, and the Flames front office. All I know is, is if he does end up being traded to the Leafs tonight, uh, Joseph will be very confused when he gets on the bus tomorrow because Joseph will famously does not have social media and is very confused about things like that when they happen. So <laughs> that would be hilarious, and I hope it makes that, it to the blueprint. Yes. Um, yeah, so let's talk about the... I mean, we got off track, but obviously the Flames end up scoring it or tying the game with 16 minutes to go they go to overtime it goes to the shootout and then max domi ends up winning it for the leafs and then um we get to talk about all the the other fun stuff should we talk about the hockey hall of fame inductees quickly should we talk about that or should we just go right to the questions in the chat we think it's your I show just... it's your world i'm yeah. just living in it lauren oh that's what i was gonna say too it's, it's Whatever game over toronto do, tonight <laughs> okay, but we all know that it's a group chat. So I maybe... will I will quickly just give credit for the Flames people watching to Mike <laughs> Vernon uh going into the hall. I had the opportunity to talk to him a bit at the Shaw Charity Classic this uh this summer. And what what a guy. Like he is just one of the nicest people I've ever met and uh has all the time in the world for for anybody who he who who comes up to him and talks to him. So um, His interview you know, on uh, Sportsnet with Ryan Leslie awesome. tonight. I was like, I want to like, I want to be that guy's friend. Like, yeah, he's that's a, he, that's yeah, that you yeah. know what? He's the best grandpa, and you just know it. <laughs> like that guy is an elite grandpa. For he's sure. the guy that like everyone wants to come over and be like, "Yo, your grandpa's over." Like, let's yeah, go yeah. For I know sure what that's was. like. Or yeah, it's... he's he's his energy was just like infectious. I was in. I was having like a Always really smiling. awful day. And then I watched that interview and I was like, yeah, my day is made like this. Yeah. I want to go give this guy a hug. And uh, no, all, all, all of, uh, I know all of flames fans and people on flames, Twitter are happy for him. And uh, I will say hell of a golfer too. He golfed in the, uh, the pro-am with who the, oh, God. oh no, he, he golfed with Mackenzie Weger, who is not a good golfer. <laughs> and so, so Vernon, Mike Vernon had to carry a little bit there, but I, I know I, I just wanted to quickly touch on that uh, in regards to the hall of fame, just because of the, uh, the old Calgary connection there. I just want to say that I love Henrik Lundqvist so much. 
Him and so his do I. Three piece suit almost causing a car accident downtown Toronto today. <laughs> Not even a car accident. I almost died. <laughs> I wanna I wanna go back on Twitter and find the tweet that says, hey, yo, I just saw a, a girl just about walking the traffic <laughs> downtown Toronto after staring at some dude across the street. The thing about this, and like I don't know, Audie, how familiar you are with like Toronto generally speaking. Yeah. But like Lauren, it was literally the intersection of Young and uh Front Street. Oh Busy. God. Like, <laughs> yes like i literally stepped into that traffic and i was like oh maybe not it's okay you're in toronto nearest. so you and everybody else stepped into that traffic too i'm sure you probably weren't <laughs> yeah, the honestly, only one it is like playing roulette yeah <laughs> Yep, pretty much. Stand three feet back from the curb because someone might push you. Um, chat, if you are watching, please make sure you hit like and subscribe and get your questions in because we're going to answer those um, in just a quick second. So since we're already uh, manifesting a Nikita Zadorov trade, um, let's just for just because this is game over Toronto. What and I'll ask both of you this. What would a Nikita Zadorov to Toronto trade look like in your mind? So cap hit in case you don't know, uh, the cap hit is. 3.750 okay and he's done his contract okay. at the end of the season okay that's less than klingberg by half a million dollars and it would be a ridiculously noticeable improvement on that player uh yeah i feel like uh hmm. i think do you think the do you think like does klingberg have to go the other way like what, the, the, I, yeah the, the, like i think i think that's what it's got to start with right yeah i think that that's probably well if you look at it right if if he is requesting a trade that likely means that like calorie sort of understands that maybe Noah Hannafin and some other players are on their way out the door too. So it's mm -hmm. not like Calgary is going to be looking to be like, well, we need an asset that's going to help us right now because we're going to be good. So like We've taking some bad bridge. money back. Yeah. Like taking some bad money back to maybe get um, maybe that's somebody like a Roni Hirvanen or a Ryan Teverberg or um, maybe a Nick Abruzzese, Miko Kokinen, like that kind of situation. I could see that. Um, I could see that kind of being the case. I would have to think that there's some level of draft pick involved. Mm -hmm. The Leafs have only have um, like oh, the Leafs have thought. Wow, they have three, three fifth, fifth round, round picks, picks this year. So I think I think there's got to be some. There, there's obviously some salary going back. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think Klingberg might be that um i could see that yeah i mean you would have it, to right? i think it has to be it you're, has you're improving to be. on your or right you're, side or you're trading right? like or you're trading like jake mccabe and not happening a rookie. i don't think so no i don't think so either not but that's that, that's what i'm saying is that's i don't the think the option. flames even yeah i don't think the flames even entertain that i think no. i think they're i think their focus you, is going, on futures if right you now. make the decision that you're going to trade nikita zadorov to the leafs then you're going for rookies and picks for sure i totally agree i don't think easton cowan's part of the deal i would be hard pressed to believe that i mean i would even though i don't think fraser minton would be involved i think it's more likely that he's involved than matthew nyes there is no way that they let matthew nyes no. go they're willing so, to trade basically anybody else yeah, like they're the Leafs kind of mantra is like, you are not taking anybody that could be on our playoff roster, which Fraser Minton could be. Right. We're mm -hmm. not taking anyone that's going to be on our playoff roster unless we are getting either a top six forward or a top two defenseman. Right. And that is the appropriate sort of approach to take there. So if you're trading like an impact player, then you're getting it. So like, think about what Boston had to give up for Hampus Lindholm, right? Like you're giving up a whole package for that. And so I think you're probably looking at 
Aroni Hirvonen and Nick Abruzzese, who are both players that I think could comfortably kind of slot into Calgary's lineup next year. Like, I think that those are good young players. Ryan Teverberg has been absolutely fantastic. I've really liked him. Alex Steves is another guy yep. that I know a, a ton of teams really like. Um, and then the other guy's Bobby McMahon. Like, yeah. he's he's probably going to get called up. He was held out tonight for precautionary reasons. So I wonder if that's either related to him either coming to Sweden or it's trade related because you do not hold out a player of Bobby McMahon's caliber in the AHL for no good reason. Um, so I think, yeah, you're probably looking at maybe like two or three kind of smaller pieces to augment the fact that you've got to send some salary back. It's got to be you a You have to send salary trade. back. There's no other way you can because yeah, the Leafs have $22,000 in cap space. Uh, Mm, well, not bad? there's there's not a whole lot of teams that have caps. No, so you're gonna you're They're gonna see a lot a of Honda trades. Honda Accord away from the salary cap. Like. <laughs> I use Honda Accord. My used Subaru that I bought that's eight years old was more money than that. <laughs> True. Man, you're like story. yeah, like I'm gonna pay more in like my mortgage this year than that salary cap. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The yeah. same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By, Jeez, by man. A of, that's how much cap. What a guy. So too funny. Abby in the cheat, who would you pair with Nikita on which team? Because <laughs> if he's going to the Canucks, then I don't know, because I don't know enough about the Canucks. With uh, the Leafs, if... then he shoots left. So I don't know. I, I You kind of have the pick of the litter. I mean, I guess on the second pair, right? If you suck him with Jake McCabe, that'd be pretty decent. No, I would I would separate him and McCabe. You need some um, angriness. I think, that that's, I think that's too much shutdown ish. Yeah, I would go. One... Have you seen our fourth right? line? We could probably use I... it. I would go Riley. I would go Riley McCabe. Um, Brody Zadorov is, is probably mm. what I would do. Mm. Um, I think you need to split up the anger situation because, like, even Mark Giordano can be like angry dad. Um, oh yeah, yeah, right. So then at least you have like a loose cannon on each. And like, let's face it, Nikita Zadorov is a bit of a loose cannon. Right. So I think Can you have be. to split them up. Right. Even if you, you could go Riley Zadorov, but I think Zadorov can kind of be a bit of a cowboy. So I I'd, I'd want to balance that a little bit. If Klingberg somehow remains in the lineup and isn't in the trade, like uh, I will be I'm I will be shocked. Flabbergasted. <laughs> um, maybe. I don't know. But I think your top four at that point should be some combination of like Riley and Brody on separate pairs and McCabe and Zadorov on separate pairs. So you've got some fist punching and snot on all three pairs. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. Keep talking. I'm finding another question. Oh, oh uh... <laughs> as, as it pertains to Vancouver, you're not breaking up the Quinn Hughes heronic pairing. No, um, that is, yeah, that's simply not happening. Um, I think, I think there you have a little bit more flexibility because you like, he's going to play on the second pair and you just kind of, you try guys out to to figure out kind of who's the best fit with them because they don't really have um, a guy who's like, this is our top four defenseman. They have two guys that are very clearly their top pair. Quinn Hughes is the second best defenseman in the league right now behind Kale McCarr. Um, and so I think, yeah, you, you leave the heroic Hughes bearing alone and you have Zadorov sort of anchor that second pair. And I, maybe he, maybe he pairs with Tyler Myers if, if that kind of goes Maybe. that way Maybe. um yeah that's oh my god that's like a gir chaos giraffe yeah times that's two pairing that's a, yeah that's a Canucks whole fans lot gonna of be big. yelling at me on twitter that's for a, the second time this week that's the tallest that's got to be the tallest d pairing in the nhl 
Oh, it's got to be right. By uh, by Chara total by with, total like, feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be that. You you're scraping the. You might have to raise the ceilings in the change room. Let's be real. Um, Lauren, did you find another question? Because I also found a tweet here. Please. Thirteen minutes ago from. Rachel, maybe you can help me. I don't know Thank how to you. pronounce this guy's name. He's from, he covers the Canucks for the fourth period, I believe. Uh, Irfan Gafar. Yeah, yeah. Tweeting that the Canucks will be in the mix for Zadorov, but he's not the only player on the Flames that's thinking of a change of scenery. Take that for what it's worth. There's I'm something answer wrong that question in that room. for you. Please. Take it worth nothing. Tanev. Oh, yeah. That, that, <laughs> yeah. Quinn Hughes reunites with his dad. That's. I don't yeah. think that'd be too far outside of the realm of possibility either. No, there's. Um, I don't want to get myself in trouble here, but like, <laughs> don't get yourself in trouble. Don't. don't yeah. Don't, don't uh, there's there's definitely like a sources. few players I could see. Um, let's just get this out there right now. Jacob Markstrom's not on the table. Um, it's Thatcher Depko's net. Um, yeah. We're done with that. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah. Ian Clark I'd... is a whole ass magician. I've seen it with my own eyeballs. Um, but yeah, it's Thatcher Depko's net now. I think it's it's a Chris Tanev situation. I think they're in on Zadorov as well. Um, it's it's I would be um, shocked, let's say, if it was Noah Hannafin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be anybody with a long term contract. So it's not going to be Coleman. It's not going to be Kadri. It's not going to be Huberto. Like it's it's not going to be any of those guys. Um, but let's call it what it is. Like JT Miller's looked pretty good at center to start the year. You don't know if that's going to carry on through the season so maybe if you can get an Elias Lindholm that might cost a whole whack but then that's maybe some insulation um for the Elias Pedersen situation that they've got going on there mm-hmm. so I think I think there's a ton of possibilities Tanev is absolutely the person that Earth is referring to there I, one I, billion percent I figured all I can say based on all we've talked about the NHL in Western Canada is fucked. It is fucked right now. It is crazy what's going on here. The Oilers, the Flames are the Flames are imploding. Oh, At Canucks least you're not good. the Oilers, man. At least you're not the Oilers. Like it's... the Vancouver Canucks suddenly being a wagon. I don't think anybody had it on their radar. Their radar mm-hmm. at all. At all. No. Couple, I didn't. Couple questions. But anyways, chat. go on. Ken, how are you all feeling about Nick Robertson? Keep him up or send him back down. I don't know. He's been pretty good. Keep him up. I think he's in a good uh, shot. What? The third line has only become usable <laughs> when since he started playing. Up. If they yeah, send him he's... down, I'm going to throw fists with Sheldon. <laughs> exactly. He's, yeah, he's 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 established like the top 9 for the Leafs. Yes. Yeah. He's been by, he's been by, the reason by that... injecting him into the lineup. Yeah, he's literally been the glue. Uh keep Ar- him up. Arcade Regiment. Hey there, first hey, time Phil. long time. This question is for Audie James. I am wondering when he is going to purchase <laughs> oh, Dying Light 2. <laughs> I knew that this guy won't leave me alone, Phil. Well, then I, just give in to the peer pressure. Jeez, I Audie. literally, I literally will probably never get that game. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. Wow. I will probably never get the game. Gun to the earth. Phil has been, game. Phil, Phil has been bugging me for the better part of a year <laughs> to get Dying Light Two to play with him, and I. It's you gotta admit season. his dedication. I got man. no. You gotta I, admit I know. his dedication. I, I love Mike I love is gonna Phil. teach me how to um play playstation One of so these. the way that you said that with a question mark was adorable <laughs> yeah so basically what happened was like he goes i need you to buy me a playstation for, for with like 
for the podcast. And I was like, I'm sorry, for what? Mike wants you to buy him a PlayStation? So oh, he's, I, he's scamming you into buying him a PS5. That's like Homer buying Marge a bowling ball that fits his hand. That's the same thing. <laughs> so so the, uh, so the Mike wants to teach me how to play NHL. And I think what this truly is, is Mike wants to see me get angry and throw a controller. <laughs> because that is exactly... The last time, Audie, just so you know, the last time I picked up a video game controller or like a PlayStation controller was a PS1. Okay, so it's been, and a, I was it's been a while. playing Toy Story. It's been a while. <laughs> and Smurfs. Toy Story 2? You know, you can actually get Toy Story 2 on the PlayStation Store. You can. I can... If, Rachel, Rachel's I have gonna, a PlayStation okay, so I might 5. Be getting this PlayStation. I have a PlayStation right. 5. If you want, you so, can come over and try it out. Take okay. it for Mike, a test drive. Mike can thank Lauren and myself for that information and for his new PS5 <laughs> for your guys' show. So yeah. I I did buy it for him. Oh. Um, yeah. Talk about, am I a good friend or what? I, I would say so because I know the going rate for a PS5. <laughs> And, I did uh, buy him the PlayStation. Yes. Okay. Wow. But he's gonna teach me how to play um NHL. That and... PlayStation's gonna be ruined soon because you're gonna hate your life. <laughs> yeah. Don't get an <laughs> NHL 24. That's my life advice. Oh, but that is what he plans to teach me on. Is that oh, bad? Well, Should I best... learn on a different game? I mean they're all you, the same. You know what? So maybe, he... Hey, <laughs> the, the, maybe we have bias because if you learn on 24, then maybe it's like better, right? I like I think audio. Or should I, I just stick to Smurfs? Stick to Smurfs. <laughs> and like Stardew okay. Valley, like Smurfs, Stardew Valley, Toy Story. That's all fine. Okay, so yeah, ma- yeah maybe I'll just I'll just stick to like the you games can... I played as a child. Like when <laughs> I play NHL, I don't play chill. I play like be a pro because I don't really like gaming online with other people. I play I yeah, I play with I'm... Phil. Right. Who's I'm gonna be the person that like plays be a GM mode and not actually like play the game. I'm gonna be the person yes. sitting there being like, I'm gonna make trades. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what people like me do. We, we like I, I got bored today and I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make a new hockey model. And it was like my mom looked at me and she's like, What is wrong with you? Like <laughs> Oh man. So yeah. maybe I need to play PlayStation instead. Yeah, so come over, we'll play I have Stardew Valley, I can introduce you to all of those things, and then you can there show up pre prepared. And blow us up. There we go. Okay. That'd be great. All right. I'm going to learn how to play PlayStation. And the next time I come on Game Over with you guys, the next, I think I'm doing the next Calgary Toronto crossover. I will update you on how many controllers I've broken. Okay. If you're coming to my house, we'll put like the Wii straps on you so that you can't. Because those are expensive controllers. They're like 100 bucks a pop. So we'll, no, we'll, we'll, break, we'll put some Velcro. I don't we'll, break mine. We'll, put, we'll put some Velcro or something. I don't know. People yeah, like, always I, make fun of me when I use the safety strap on the Wii. Why? Hey, man. It tells I you in the instructions. Hello, McFly. Right? I accidentally threw my remote because I was like getting really <gasps> intense at tennis. Yes. And like I, I went to do one of those like actual forehands and the remote <laughs> just went like. Whoa. <laughs> Ba, 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 yeah, ba, ba, ba. yeah, but then yeah. my mom was like, okay, that's enough tennis. And she got us Dance Dance Revolution, like with the mat and everything. Right. And awesome. and that lasted much longer because yeah. obviously you can't throw that anywhere. It's so. meant to stomp on, so pretty much pretty good. Yeah. Did we or did we not break the floor? Not relevant, but like, I, you know what? I You guys have sold me on this. I'm going to attempt the PS5 there you we'll go. Have an update. When is the next Calgary Leafs game? um late in the season yeah uh let me see we'll I have actually... to snipe it because we'll have to do this again because audie and i always have way too much fun when we're when we stream together it is thursday january 18th and i am scheduled for that one as excellent well. so, guys we'll just... 
I think we're gonna have to do a reunion episode. Even better. We can have cake, Rachel. And I'm gonna come back super (laughs) tan because I'm um I'm gonna be down south for three weeks. Exciting. (laughs) Exciting. That's awesome. So I'm gonna come back with like a tan and then we're gonna talk about hockey and you and it's and we're gonna have PlayStation. It's gonna be great. (laughs) It'll be a good time. Because that'll be the only thing to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) We'll reconvene and get just as off topic as we have tonight. It's Friday. It's fine. We're having fun. Yeah. That's the point. Damn it. You're in our living yeah. room. You might as well play video games with us. That's right. That's right. So um, just a just a, sorry. One last thing. A no, quick please. update on the whole Zadorov thing. Uh, as it stands right now, what we know, Zadorov wants out. And the most recent update is he apparently wants out quickly. And Milstein hinting at the Leafs. Okay, so should I um I have a respondent text. Should I maybe check that? Yes. <laughs> I mean we, I mean, listen, you do whatever makes your little heart happy. Let's just see what the facial expression is. And, and whatever we'll you dictate. won't get sued for. Yeah, whatever won't get you in trouble. Okay. <laughs> I don't that wasn't give... what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have, I, a, yep. you have a more quiet face than I do. <laughs> um I would not be surprised if um, he stays in the Toronto hotel this evening. Okay. Oh, wow. This is okay. Well, think good. about it. Uh, Vancouver's already here. Oh. That's true. Pra- this is true. I didn't even think of that. Vancouver wow. is. Just um, stay here. It's either Toronto or Vancouver. You're either going to uh, the hotel that's 237 meters from my condo. Yep. Or you're going to, you're or staying you're, at Scotiabank Arena. Or, or you're on the b- bottom bunk of the Matthew Nye's room at the Tavares house. The triple and bunk. Your babysitting is it so looks different. like the Duggar's house in the bottom of that family's house. That's I guarantee right. you that's what it looks like. Oh. It's like basically you're, you're going to the Four Seasons or the Ritz Carlton. Both are nice hotels. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You'll live. They're nice. They have spas. Yeah. That's like. That's all I'm gonna. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got left here tonight. All right. Well, I guess you, you heard would, it here. I guess if he is if he is traded <laughs> to either the Leafs or the Canucks, you will have an update tomorrow on Game Over because they will be back tomorrow. It will not be me. It will be some other gentleman from the Toronto market. So, um, thank you. For You'll watching. also find out on Game Over Calgary. That's true. Peter and Charlie are live tomorrow at the conclusion of Calgary and That's right. Ottawa. That's all. It's Go the no. It's the double header. The- double header. <laughs> You know who won't be on the Toronto Vancouver game over uh stream? Me. Rachel Dory. I will not be on that. <laughs> You're gonna take a well-deserved night off after a, yes. after a second half of a back-to-back tonight. Yeah. You you mean to tell me that it might be a bad idea for me to go on that stream? Maybe a little. Maybe, I mean, it could be fun. Could be fun. It's a Saturday. Could be chaos. It could be both. It could be chaos. It, it would be, be chaos. Hey, I'm, if I'm, but if I'm the flame, seriously, although on Zadora, if he wants out quickly and you intend to like potentially leave him here because the two most likely destinations are both happen to be in this city, even if the trade doesn't get done tonight, tomorrow morning, if you think that that trade is getting done quickly, you cannot let him play. No. Because no. the game he plays is conducive to potentially getting hurt. Yep. You cannot let him play. Like, well, they, they can't let him play tomorrow, no matter what. No, I agree. And even if he gets traded to the Leafs on Sunday morning, well, the Leafs are then off until next weekend because they will be in Sweden. So maybe he ends up uh, having to impulsively buy a plane ticket to Sweden like I have to now. So uh, let's finish this off before we 
I'm going to Sweden in May for my anniversary. And to see Taylor oh, Swift. Oh, I thought you meant for tomorrow. I was no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I'm catching a plan. I got to go pack. No. Uh, no. So, yeah, the other Game Over people will be on tomorrow. It will be a double header of double headers, which is awesome. Please make sure you check all of those stream out. And make sure you follow all of us on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Lauren and the Six. Rachel, where can everybody find you? At Rachel Dory and the Staff and Graph podcast, where you can continue to see my facial expressions, except I yell at Mike most times. Right. And it's so- on TikTok. Yes. Sporty Girl Math. Hello. You oh, yep. Sorry. I'm Sporty Girl yep. Math on TikTok. Yep. So for everybody that's saying in the chat and has been saying all night, please give Rachel her own show. Uh, she basically has her own show. So um, she does. Please go. It's check on out YouTube. While content. you're watching this show, just go subscribe to the Staff and Graph yes. podcast. Yeah. Literally. Absolutely. And then, Audie, where can everybody find you on X? Uh, X Twitter, whatever it's called next week, uh, at Audie James. That's it's kept it nice and simple. It's also all in the notes below, so you can follow yes, us all there. absolutely. So if you have watched this whole time, I hope you had a good time hanging out with all of us. I thank you both for being here tonight. This was like probably my favorite stream so far of the year. So good to see both of you. And uh, let's reconvene in January, shall we? So let's do it. Leafs beat the flames, the flaming pile of Leafs on a Friday night, 5-4 <laughs> in the shootout. Have a great night, everybody. Take care. We will see you next time. Yeah!